Why is Mike Gundy gaslighting everybody? Is Spencer Sanders coming back next year a viable option? Was the decision to start Garrett Rangel ever really going to come out in full? Well, I think we're going to cover all of that and more right about now. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. Well, we were going to do it big time today, um, but although I was in meetings for a, a couple hours getting everything set up to do all of the Locked On stuff, including the Locked On uh, YouTube page, uh, do some of the live stuff, uh, in conjunction with, obviously, the, the audio side of things, but... I ended up having too much access on my uh, platform to, I guess, edit the software and everything. Uh, so they've got some stuff to fix on their end uh, because due to the access it was giving me, it wouldn't allow me to I could basically just do simplistic uh, videos and whatnot. So they have something to fix on their end. Uh, so we've got uh, one more video doing it this way through this wonderful iPhone um, so I appreciate you guys bearing with me. Uh, I'm glad that you guys are, are here. You've been on this ride, uh, because you know, we're right around the corner from everything taking a massive uptick. I know I've said that a couple times. That's because I legitimately thought because I had all the equipment that meant it was going to be plug in, play, ready to rock and roll. Um, there's some things to deal with on the corporate side of things that I didn't take into consideration. And I do apologize for that, but <sighs> I wanted to, you know, obviously hit on some of the Gundy stuff. I actually got a couple messages on social media asking me my thoughts on his interview. And I didn't go into detail much with anybody because I told everybody to, to tune in and watch the show. And well, now it's going to be tune in and listen to the show. No big deal. Uh, but to be honest with you, I did not want to spend very much time on Gundy today. Uh, simply because I feel like we've covered it ad nauseum. Uh, a few different times. Everybody knows my opinion on what's going on right now with my Gundy. But if the people ask, you have to give them what they uh, what they want. So I will touch base on that a little bit. If you didn't catch his interview, Mike Gundy basically gaslit everybody, right? And kudos to Barry Trammell. Uh, he's a... a the beat writer, sports beat writer out of Oklahoma with the Daily Oklahoma newspaper. He has been doing this job for like 35, 40 years. Um, I do think he's a little OU homery quite often, but he used to be. This last few years, he's kind of come around to cover OSU content as equal to OU content. Um, but kudos to him for calling basically Gundy out, right? He... You know, they got to him and he got to his question and he basically just said, hey, not to sound facetious or anything, but what the hell is happening? Nine days ago, you guys were number eight in the country and now you're getting completely blown out and it seems like things are spiraling out of control. What does Gundy do? Oh, that's not that's not right. We're not spiraling out of control. Really? Like, has he not watched the last couple games? Uh, because it's not, again, it's not that we're losing. It's how we're losing, right? 
And another thing that he said that really got under my nerves, right, other than the fact that he just completely bypassed the fact that, yes, something is wrong. Yes, we are getting blown out. And yes, things have spiraled out of control, which is why we've gone to eighth place in America to 30th place in America in nine days. And he's up there just all nonchalant. If you watched Gundy's interview, you would think that we're still number eight in America. So why is he gaslighting everybody like this? And, and not, not to mention, you know, he had to walk back or contradict himself on why Rangeld was going to play over Gunnar Gundy. He told one person um, on the sidelines that it was because he wanted to avoid the negativity of the media, basically, and people saying, oh, he started his son because it's his son. And then he... Gets in front of a microphone and says it's because Garrett Rangel beat out Gunnar Gundy. So a reporter, again, how dare they do their job? And they asked, what did Garrett Rangel do throughout the course of practice that had him edging out Gunnar Gundy? And, of course, Mike Gundy's like, oh, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to talk about X, Y, and Z. And it's like, okay, why not? How do we as a fan base not deserve... Some simplistic answers, like, we're not asking you to give away all of your trade secrets. We're not asking you to divulge every single thing that went through practice. But it's a reasonable thing to ask that question. And it's also a reasonable thing to get an answer. Right? Like, this is, it's frustrating, which is why I didn't want to cover it. I had, I had a bunch of stuff set up for the show. Uh, but, you know, tomorrow I think I'll be able to use the, the whole setup, you know, microphones and all that good jazz. So I'll save what I was going to do today for tomorrow's show, which will be pretty fun because we're going to be able to cover some basketball stuff as well. But, you know, Gundy is just so frustrating, right? He also made comments like, we're not getting enough, you know, long run runs. We're getting four to five yard rushes. We're not getting 12 to 15 to 16 yard rushes. But here you are putting the guy in the game that you know is good for two or three yards at a time. Right? So what you're saying and what you're doing on the field are, are entirely two different things. E either Jaden Nixon is just, you know, completely miles away from being ready or we're playing the wrong guys. You cannot sit here and say that we're not rushing the ball effectively enough, yet you're the one that's putting Dominic Richardson at tailback over and over and over and over. It just, when he says things that are just blatantly not true, like this one, this was my favorite, Gundy said that he watched all of the film, right, to evaluate everybody's effort. That is a bold-faced, cotton-picking lie, y'all. There is no way in God's purple earth that he watched the film and graded based off of effort. Like, that's just not true. Because if you caught, you know, our last couple shows, we covered that. Right? To the very second of, like, uh, defensive stand. 12 minutes, 50 seconds, 12 minutes, 51 seconds in the first quarter. Right? Our defensive line gets driven back two to three yards. Xavier Benson loops around the wrong side of the field. Mason Cobb gets caught in the wash. 
Jason Taylor II gets caught out of position as well because Jabbar Muhammad lost contain. And then you see Jason Taylor II, the leader of the secondary, jogging down the field. Right? This is not... There's no physical possible way that Gundy can say that he watched all of this, right? And he legitimately graded it and looked at effort because with seven minutes and 10 seconds left in the second quarter, Jason Taylor II is literally standing still. Yes, he has contain, right? But after he establishes his contain, he literally stands there and watches the running back run by him and doesn't attempt to make a tackle. So please stop gaslighting us. Stop telling us that you judged the film and you found the effort was good. That is a bald-faced lie. And that's, uh, see, yeah, got me all, all hyped up and excited. And I wasn't planning on being that way today. So maybe, maybe I should just calm it down for a second and get into, the, you know, the fun little stuff that helps pay the bills. Like... SimplySafe.com slash LockedOnCollege is where you need to be researching as soon as we get done with this. The Fast Protect technology that gives you 24-7 monitoring agents, real monitoring agents that actually watch the monitors, not you know the agents that fall asleep or, or don't watch monitors, I don't know. But it gives them the ability to capture evidence to verify a threat for faster police response. Faster than San Francisco, that's for daggone sure. So, again, guys, do not end up in a DNAP kneecap situation when you can go to simplysafe.com slash lockoncollege right now and get you and your family safe from crazy people wielding hammers. All right. So let's let's jump off of, of you know, some of the negativity. One thing Gundy said that caught my attention was... We're going to be really good next year, basically. Like, he talked about how uh, some of the youth that we have now will be significantly uh, more improved next year. So next year will be better. So does that mean we're in a rebuild right now? Right? Are we in a rebuild that nobody was aware of coming into the season? And if we, even if we are in a rebuild, are we not past the part of our history where a rebuild means four or five losses? Like... Right? There's a difference between rebuilding and reloading. We used to have to rebuild, right? And then three, four, five years later, we'd have a shot. Rebuild, three, four, five later, we'd have a shot. That's what, it's, that's what it's been, historically speaking. I legitimately thought, because the talent speaks for itself, I thought that we were done with rebuilding and we were just going to keep reloading for the most part, unless you lose a massive amount of people. Like, that's, that's, that's an outlier, right? But if you don't lose a massive amount of people and you have pretty solid recruiting classes and you keep you have the ability to retain kids, why are we talking about we're going to be better next year, right now? Why are we not talking about right now? Why are we gaslighting everybody, refusing to talk about right now? And then making generalized statements like, oh, we got to do better. Well, I'll be darned. We got to do better. Who'd have thunked it? Um, you know, and the Spencer Sanders thing, uh, I put a poll out on social media and the last time I looked at it, uh, the voting for Spencer Sanders, people want Spencer Sanders back for another year. It was like 67%. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm slightly indifferent, right? Here's the deal. I want Spencer Sanders back next year too, 
But my fear is, does it matter? Does it matter who we have at quarterback? Because no matter how good they are, we're going to keep kicking field goals and keep punting is my fear. And then we're going to stop getting, you know, the Zane Flores of the world. Garrett Rangel was a pretty big get, right? Zane Flores is a very big get. Uh, Nebraska is foaming at the mouth to get that kid. And he seems pretty bought in, right? So I don't think he's going anywhere. I just, you know, I hate it for us as a fan base to be somewhat split on how Gundy approaches things. And I guess, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm in the minority that thinks that this is a problem that needs to be addressed. And his nonchalant attitude, acting like everything's fine, you know, no big deal, just lost a couple games, no, there's no, there's no problem. We'll be really good next year. I'm not going to tell you guys how Garrett Rangel supposedly beat out Gunnar Gundy. I'm going to live in denial. I'm not going to address reporters. When reporters say sensible things, I'm going to uh, ignore it and kind of move on to something else. He talked about how you know Jalen Warren could get 60 yards. Uh, from from mistakes, basically. Like, he would make people miss and get an extra 50 to 60, 70 yards a game just by making people miss in the backfield. Well, who else on the roster makes people miss in the backfield all the time? Is it is it the guy on the depth chart wearing number 23 that doesn't get enough carries? Like, that's my point. You cannot say, well, well, you know, we used to do this better. When you have people to do that, but you don't put them in the game. See, that's not on them. It's not on them that they can't get that extra 60 yards. That's on who? Who are the people that keep putting Dominic Richardson at running back? I love the guy. Again, I'm making t-shirts of the Dom Dozer. But is he the best option for what deficiencies we have on, on the line or, you know, in general? I don't. There's no way you can say that because the film says otherwise. It's just... It's really confusing, right? It's really confusing to be gaslit to this this level and it not really be something that's talked about. And, you know, I don't know. Again, I don't like alienating or anything to that effect. But at the same time, I'm going to be blatantly honest on this show. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether we like it, whether we love it. And I'm going to do it predicated upon factual evidence, right? And again, it's just that's to me the frustrating part. And if you look again, we're peeling back the layers of the onion. If Mike Gundy is saying that he watched film and he graded effort and he was happy with all of the effort, then what are they going to do in film study all of these times that they're jogging and walking and Colin Oliver standing straight up and not even moving more than two yards with 13 minutes and 37 seconds left in the second quarter? Right? How are we not, not going to bring up uh, one minute and 34 seconds left in the first quarter where Brock Martin gets owned, Jason Taylor the second gets walled off yet again, and he just stood there. And then he did it again on the goal line at the 7-10 mark. And then you have the interception with Bryson Green when, you know, the interception happens right next to him. Does he try to make a tackle? Absolutely not. What does he do? He jogs out of bounds and kind of jogs back into the picture. 
So why are we being lied to? Why are we all just being gaslit like this? This is something that needs to be a concern for everybody. Whether you're in the camp that Gundy can do no wrong, and if we, if we lose five, six, seven straight, it's okay. Or you're in the camp of maybe we've reached our, our, our ceiling with Gundy simply because he's refusing to adjust things. He's refusing uh, to, to, to course correct. No matter which side of the aisle you land on, it is beneficial to have this information. Guys, I, it, it's just, it's, it's mind-blowing. I, I have never been this confused and perplexed in all of my Oklahoma State University football fandom. Not once, not never, like this. This, this whole thing stinks. Something stinks, guys. Something don't smell right. And if you know people who don't smell right, wow, I got you covered. I can get you a 20% off discount at this very moment if you go to Locked On at Sweatblock.com. Sweatblock.com, which is also available on Amazon, will get rid of the stink. As Turkey Day is coming up, as we've already got into, guys, say it with me. Smell the food, not the dude. Get yourself hooked up. 20% off promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Again, that is 20% promo code locked on at sweatblock.com to take care of all the stink around you. <clears throat> all right. So, like I said, I wanted to be positive, but tomorrow's show is going to be really cool. I promise you that because I have some cool stuff lined out. Uh, I just want to do it all on the microphone. I don't want to do it into this, this iPhone anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad to some degree that I got the request to cover some of this stuff, the Gundy interview stuff. I'm glad that people are frustrated about it. I'm glad that people are irritated about it. I'm glad that people are talking on social media about how he is gaslighting us. He is saying that, oh, it's not. No, nothing's wrong. Right? Nothing's spiraling out of control. We're all good here. That's a bold-faced lie, and that is what we need to be discussing is why we're getting lied to like this and why we're okay with it, right? I think those can go hand in hand. And, and you know, we've talked about before, I don't think recruiting is, you know, the sky's falling or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, I do know that we left spots available for some like fifth-year uh, seniors to take their COVID year. Okay, okay, but what if we don't get all those dudes back? And we only have a 10-man recruiting class. How far backwards do we go then? And if we keep waiting before we fill the class. And then we find out some of these fifth-year, six-year dudes aren't going to stay. Now we have to rush and find people. We have to go find two-star diamonds in the rough. Yet again. Instead of offering some, some four stars. Guys, we're getting a lot of four stars now. I, I hope you're paying attention to that. Uh, I saw people on, on uh, social media talking about we don't have enough depth and we, we're far too young. That also is a bold-faced lie. Our depth is the best it's ever been. Hands down, not even close, by a country mile. It's the best too deep in talent we've ever had in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's not talent, y'all. Watch the film. Don't watch the film like Gundy. And, and and say that everything's fine. Uh, I implore you to watch the film from just, I don't know, just a football perspective. Just an effort perspective. Just from a lack of give a hoot. 
It's stuff that we didn't see last year. And, you know, when people like Lyric Rawls and Cam Smith and Lamont Bishop and Langston Anderson, when those people are grading out better than your Jason Taylors and your Brock Martins and your Colin Olivers of the world, then Houston, we've got a problem. Right? But in fun news, <laughs> it's basketball time. Uh, the women's basketball team taking on University of Texas, Rand. Rio Grande Valley. Um, that's actually happening as we speak. So, you know, I'm trying to multitask and whatnot. But, guys, Naomi Alnadas is a name that everybody needs to know. Naomi Alnadas is going to be a pretty good one in Stillwater, right? Lexi Keys, she looked really good the other day. Hopefully she can keep it up. Cassidy DeLapp. And Claire Chastain both had nine rebounds. So hopefully they can get in the double-digit mark there. You got Taryn Milton. You know she's she's excited to be on the court again, be back home. Taylor Collins, everybody knows the story of her dad being on the Final Four team, I think. So it'll be fun for her, very nostalgic. It's got to be very nostalgic for her parents. So hopefully she has a big game as well. We shot 58 or 50.8%. Uh, from the floor in our exhibition game the other day. So darn near 51% from the floor is really, really good. So even if it's in practice against air, right, if you can keep that level of stat, you're going to be productive. You're going to be successful. So hopefully we do keep that that 50 51% shooting from the floor. Uh, that would be a really good indication of things to come. The men take on UT Arlington this evening as well. Uh, that one's going to take place just here in an hour or so. So uh, I'm excited about watching that one as well, right? Have some excitement with your basketball squad, guys. We're going to be pretty daggone good, right? You know, pretty daggone good still means potentially fourth, fifth place in the Big 12. But guess what? Fourth, fifth place gets you in the Big 12. It gets you in the dance. Guess what? Sixth place does in the Big 12. Gets you in the dance. Guess what? Seventh place typically does in the Big 12. It gets you in the dance. So as long as we're gelling at the right times, you know what I mean? We're peaking at the right times. That's what it's all about when it comes down to preparation for March Madness. It's who's clicking at the right time. That's all it is. So hopefully, you know, we're going to take our lumps over the season, but so is Tech, so is Kansas, so is Baylor, so is Texas. The Big 12 in basketball is just like the Big 12 in football this year. You got to show up every single week because everybody can beat everybody. There is no gimme games. And it's going to get even more difficult with the new Big 12. It's going to get even more difficult if we end up adding Gonzaga like the conversation seemed to be going around for basketball. Yeah, there's a lot of reason to be excitement or to be excited, right? We got shut out last year. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't make a March Madness bracket last year. Probably the first time since I was like 10 years old, I didn't make a bracket. And it's just, you know, ah, the NCAA, NCAA is just such a, it's a, it's a fickle mistress and people over there at the NCAA, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, anyways, uh, I want to focus on the basketball game tonight, so I'll get off here here pretty quickly. Uh, and then I'll uh, obviously cover some of what happened tomorrow. Uh, so, I, again, I'm excited about what we have cooking in basketball, uh, both from the men's and women's side of things. Uh, but before we get on out of here, 
I wanted to let you guys know that you guys can follow me on Twitter at all day O state at all day O state uh, Facebook. It's O state all day O state all day. The exact same thing, but backwards. Uh, and then we've got uh, some other things to, to to talk about real quick before we we do jump on off here. Um, but before we do, guys, I wanted to talk to you, all of you, about getting the right people for the right job at the right time. Right, LinkedIn jobs is is the ace in the hole for you. Like you got to think these days, every new potential hire. Uh, it kind of feels like a high-stakes gamble for your small business. Is that what you want? Probably not. You don't want to sift through all the craziness. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. Terms and conditions do apply. So, yeah, basketball's going to be fun. Football is, man, you know, I just, I feel like I've been drinking a little bit too much of the orange Kool-Aid lately. So I don't, I don't want to get too, too far into the, the orange Kool-Aid. Um, you know, it, it's fixable. This is a game to get right. Iowa State at home in a blackout is the game to get right. Uh, we hopefully do that. Right? Hopefully we stop making excuses on the podium. Hopefully we, we stop talking about things that have nothing to do with this season on the podium. If we get our our face drug in the mud against again again against the Iowa State, I woof. This is gonna be a wild show. It's going to be a wild show, I can tell you that. But, guys, before we do this daggone thing, I did want to mention women's soccer. Uh, yes, I was a little frustrated the other day that we got beat by West Virginia and got knocked out of the Big 12 tournament, especially at West Virginia that was 8-7. Uh, so, you know, that wasn't a good look. But we still have a lot of talent. And we have a lot of awards that went down. So I want to mention some of those. Uh, first team, uh, freshman All-Big 12, uh, Gracie Bindbutel. She's from O'Fallon, Missouri. Uh, I actually have lived in O'Fallon, Missouri before, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, freshman Jordan Knights. She was the co-goalkeeper of the year in the Big 12. She's a first team All-Big 12-er. Uh, somewhere along the lines of a young AD French, guys. Like, She's a freshman. She's going to be that good. And she's from Aurora, Colorado, right up the road now. Uh, and then another first team All-Big 12-er was Gracie Yoakum, who is the top scorer in the history of Oklahoma State soccer. Scored 41 goals, 91 points, in her time uh, in Stillwater. So, guys, she she's, she's awesome to watch, right? Olivia Dow, she's the, the four-time... Right, four-time leader for Oklahoma State University in minutes played, and she's sixth all-time in Calgary history in minutes played. I'm sorry, no, that's Allie Jackson. I got him backwards. Anyways, Olivia Dow has been here forever and a day. Right, 
and she's been a starter for four years. Um, she's fifth in, in goals, goal scoring in Oklahoma State history. Uh, so she's up there, Olivia Dow. And then Allie Jackson, sorry. Allie Jackson led the Cowgirls in minutes uh, for four straight years. Four years in a row, Allie Jackson was the, the lady who led everybody on the field. Um, so kudos to all of those women on the soccer team that, you know, earned their stripes and they, they got accolades that they have, they have deserved. Um, I do wish, obviously, we'd have, we'd have done a little bit more, went a little bit farther. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we've got some big-time freshmen coming back, so kudos to them. Good job. Still keeping our eye out on the cross-country national championships. The track schedule uh, is coming out soon as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll jump into some of that. Um, yeah, guys, uh, other than that, I think I think that's it. So before we – I'm just kidding. <laughs> guys, Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate you. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's show is going to be a pretty fun one as long as I can get all this set up 100% done on the corporate side of it. But anywho, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And I'll see you all tomorrow.